Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by the VLDI Podcast, where I share with you my expert amateur opinions on random topics. Ah, special announcement, man. Uh, coming up sh- soon, uh, we'll probably get into the studio this weekend, and I'm not sure when it will be released, but I am going to be appearing on the Yeah About That Podcast. Got an invitation today, man. Hit me up in my DMs, in my DMs, and ask me that I want to make an appearance on that show. Get a, 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 a interview going on that show, and I was like, "You're damn right, I do." I think this will actually be the first time that I made an appearance on someone else's show, other than doing the voice they speak off voicemails, what they call call-ins now. Instead of doing like the call-ins or outside of doing the call-ins for Anchor, this is going to be the first time I'm actually going to be interviewing on someone else's podcast. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't been interviewed since back in probably, damn man, probably 2007, 2008, back when I was still rapping. Yeah, I used to rap. Your boy got bars on the low. Um... But yeah, back when I was rapping, man, I did a few interviews, but it's been a while, but I'm looking forward to it because I feel like it's a, it's a situation where the pressure is off me <laughs> and on someone else, you know what I mean? When you're hosting your own show and, you ha- and you're used to having to carry the show yourself, it feels good. Just the idea of going on someone else's show and, and you know, they kind of got to worry about <laughs> what topics we're going to talk about and stuff. But I think it's going to be an enjoyable experience, man. So I'm going to keep y'all updated and make sure once I let y'all know that that episode has dropped. Y'all tune in, man. Y'all tune in, man. I got a great response, too, from my last episode of Growing Up to Feel D.I. Where um, in that one, uh, the season three opener, I talk about when I moved up to the suburbs of D.C., the DMV area with my father and you know got shipped off to football camp like nine days after i got there <laughs> and i had people hit me up man a few people hit me up like dang man you you, you left a cliffhanger you left on a cliffhanger and people were ready to hear what i have to say so i'm gonna drop that uh that next episode and i'm thinking for saturday it may come out friday though i don't know depending on how i'm feeling I put out the season opener on Friday, and, you know, it was a great response to it. So I might just move the show from Saturday mornings to Friday mornings, and you know, just to keep that whole Monday through Friday vibe, and then, you know, just take the weekend to myself to recuperate and, and build more ideas for the upcoming week. Now, let's get into the first actual topic of the show today. Ah, oh, man, I need a sip right quick. Hold on. Oh, yeah. First topic of the day. They, um, I ran across a post, a video of a man who showed up to court 
wearing blackface. I bullshit you not, fam. Showed up to court wearing blackface. Let me see if I can figure if I can find out where uh, this guy was from. Doesn't say, doesn't say, doesn't say. But either way, this guy shows up. He's in court for a road rage incident where he got out the car and cut up and stabbed up a few people, you know, after he cut somebody off. So he shows up to the court with blackface. He's used a marker, a black marker to scribble, paint himself black. He shows up to the court and he makes this statement that, since y'all are treating me like a black man, then today I'm going to be a black man. Yeah, I bullshit you not. This is a real life story that's happened. He says, since y'all are treating me like a black man, then today I'm going to be a black man. What he was doing was basically trying to gain sympathy from the court, from the, the judge who was white, who was presiding over the case. He was trying to get, get some sympathy, I feel like. By saying that, but the 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 sad thing is though, this isn't the first incident that we've seen where somebody has made this statement, right? So, first of all, on the lighter side, I <laughs> I don't know why <clears throat> this guy thought it would be a good idea to scribble himself black and walk into a courtroom. Is if that was going to help him at all. Because you know we've been getting a raw deal in the courtroom, period. And then I wonder how the uh, the rest of the inmates took that once he was took him back to his cells. They probably th threw him a nice surprise party. <laughs> they probably threw him a nice surprise party when he got back to his cell after he pulled his stunt. But back on the dark side, pun intended a little bit. But either way, this isn't even the first incident that I've seen where somebody has made this kind of statement. If y'all think back, there was a video that surfaced of some guy, a guy in an airport. And I don't remember why he was making a fuss, but he was making a fuss and the uh, security and police came. And, you know, they end up putting him on the ground, handcuffing him and everything. And while they were going through this process, he screamed out that y'all are treating me like a black person. So... This one's for the peppermint committee out there. Because I know I what the hell was oh my bad, that was my phone. For this is for the peppermint community out there. The peppermint community is out there saying, you know, here he goes again, talking about this black stuff and you know, black people don't get any uh, a worse deal than anybody else. So if that statement is true, then how do you explain the fact that people or why are people out there equating uh, getting what they feel is unfair or unjust treatment in the courtroom or doing their interactions with police officers as being treated like a black person unless there's already there's already the, the, the thought the conception in your head that black people get treated unjustly in unfairly in courtrooms and by police officers when they are approached in the public there has to be there has to be living lying somewhere in the subconscious or maybe even the conscious mind of the people that are making these statements so that leads me to believe that there are more people out there who
who feel this way, which leads me to believe that you have to eventually face the truth that these things are going on because there are, there's just as many, if not more people who will fight you up and down if you try to bring up the argument that, you know, black people get treated differently uh, when approached by police officers or in courtrooms with their sentences. There are people who will fight you tooth and nail about that. But then at the same time, you've got people who, when they get treated unjustly, they say, well, you treat me like a black person. So that means these people believe that they should be treated differently than a black person in the, uh, when it comes to the, the law. So why? Does the, uh, if somebody answer that, why do they feel like they can be, they should be treated differently? Now, we all know why, because, you know, there are people out there who feel that black people are lesser of people or, or that black people are inherently more violent or inherently criminals, basically, so they get what they deserve. But un enough about that. I don't want to talk about that anymore. That was, but that was, that's just something to plant a seed for people to think about because uh, I feel that there's a need for us to have these conversations and, and ignoring things like this or trying, you know, pulling that whole get over it uh, tactic that a lot of people like to pull when you bring up these type of information is not going to get us anywhere. For us to get, you know, when you go to AA, if you've ever been to AA, or you've even just watched AA commercials, then you know they say things like the first <laughs> the first step in getting over the problem is admitting you have a problem. And back when I was a little boy and I used to watch G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe used to tell me that knowing is half the battle. So now that you know, and what's that other statement? If you knew better, you'd do better. So now that you've listened to your boy DeVille D.I., and maybe I've sparked a little bit of something in you to help you uh you know, just accept the fact that there are there are differences in the way that people, black and brown people, and even some white people, because, you know, you ever notice that when you start to get down into the uh, the poorer, the poorer sections of the uh, the white community, there's a certain stigma that comes along with that, too. There's definitely a stigma that comes along with with that, too. And there is uh, a certain amount of mistreatment for them that comes for them with that so and until we all together admit that, that people of different nationalities and creeds due to for reasons doing to like race and sometimes even just um classism get treated differently in different in the same circumstances you know mm. how about that well enough of that enough of that we're going to take a short break, and then uh, we'll get right back to it. Next, I want to talk about bullying. Cyberbullying in particular. The reason why I want to talk about cyberbullying is, well, one particular person that I know was really um was really on the podium yesterday in regards to cyberbullying because they felt like Lil Nas X was being bullied after he came out. And it was just post after post after post 
and they would just start getting these conversations started, just sparking these conversations, which is a beautiful thing, because like I just got done saying, you know, there's no way to get over that hump without having hard conversations about certain things. Now, cyberbullying is something that I don't, I understand, but I don't understand. Now, for me growing up, I was bullied from time to time. I think most people at some point in, you know, elementary school, high school, junior high, maybe even college, experienced some bullying. But the difference between bullying in and bullying now is, you know, if you went to school and you got bullied at school, you could go home and that it didn't necessarily follow you home unless they stayed in the neighborhood. And if it was in the playground, you went to the park, somebody was bullying you at the park, you just go play somewhere else. You could distance yourself from it. But now in 2019, somebody could bully you in the lunchroom and then, you know, you go to the library, eat your lunch in the library and look, log on Facebook and they're throwing shots at you on Facebook too. So, yeah, there are people who say you could just log out. You know, you don't have to deal with the social media. But realistically, most of us are active on social media, I would say, in 2019. So the effects of that can care. Like even you have celebrities like say something, say something bad about Beyonce. I dare you <laughs> say something bad about you, Beyonce and watch the beehive be dead on your ass, putting those little bumblebees all up and down your in your comments and things like that so my thing was though i didn't necessarily see anywhere where Lil Nas x particularly was being bullied i saw a lot of people cracking jokes on him i saw him getting heavily roasted he was getting heavily seasoned the boy was getting barbecued he was getting cooked all day yesterday i even saw him on twitter say the next person say something disrespect from me i'm gonna kiss him so he was even making light of the situation you know and there's a difference there's a difference between bullying somebody and just and roasting somebody and i feel less okay for this just talk about to talk about this particular situation with Lil Nas X. not even Lil Nas X, just these uh the lbgtq I think I said the right communities and you know if you if you how do you say this man you kind of have to accept or he kind of has to accept the same roast that everybody else does because let's say Kevin Hart does something goofy internet's gonna tear his ass up uh Kevin Durant Internet lights his ass up. Anytime somebody, a public figure, does anything that can be turned into a joke, it will be turned into a joke. If you think back when Kevin Hart got caught up in the whole cheating thing and the video came out and all that, they ate his ass up for weeks. When Takashi got locked up, they ate his ass up for weeks. It's part of being a public figure. And I think that's a little bit different from bullying because I hate to say it, but people of a certain stature probably shouldn't be paying attention to what people on the internet are saying about them anyway because I'm pretty sure that before he came out there were still people that was roasting his ass just because of them cowboy outfits that he's wearing 
the chick Meg, uh, what's the rapper, the chick Meg the Stallion. I saw somebody flaming her ass because she's always got on a cowboy outfit, cowboy hat, some uh, stirrups or something, just something cowboy related. And I'm guessing that's because she's from Texas. She's giving that whole, trying to bring that whole I'm from Texas vibe with her. But everybody gets their ass ate alive on the internet. Especially, look, me and my circle, flame your ass. My homeboy just got flamed for like a whole day because another partner took several pictures of him and photoshopped, edited his forehead to be just stupidly big. He was looking like Roger from American Dad. This dude had the forehead of a, a, a of a damn ninja turtle. You see how big that ninja turtle Michelangelo Leonardo, that big ass forehead, flamed his ass. <laughs> so I think there's a certain amount of just healthy poking fun at people that goes on, on, especially on the internet. Now, it's different when you're saying things that are hurtful. You're saying things that are intentionally trying to uh, uh, bother people, hurt people's feelings. I had this talk with the girls uh, yesterday, day before yesterday. We were coming from the movies. We just seen the movie Shazam, and we were just talking about school and stuff, and I was telling them about some things that was going on when I was in school and I was like yeah and even they one's 15 one's 11 both of them already understand that roasting is just roasting is, is done for the hell of it. it's done for the fun of it. it's not meant to hurt anybody's feelings and I was telling them I was like yeah that I was that kid that didn't quite get roasting at first so I wasn't good at it so when people would make jokes about me I just say mean things back and that ended, I ended up getting into a lot of fights because of that. You know, somebody would be picking at my, my shoes, caught, saying I got bobos or something. And then I'll say something like, well, your mama smokes crack. And I'll know for a fact that their mama does smoke crack. And that's like, and the whole, when the whole crowd is like, ooh. You know what I mean? Everybody just stops laughing. It's like, ooh. Because you said, you, you said something just was a little too harsh. And that's that fine line that you have to that you have to dangle. But at the end of the day, with cyberbullying, I mean, it does happen. I'm pretty sure it does happen, you know, because um, people can make fake accounts, anonymous accounts, and, and just bother you from all different sides and all different angles. And it's kind of harder to get away from because you block one account, they can just create another account if they're really that into just getting on your nerves and bullying you. But... Yeah, man, leave people the hell alone. Letting people live their lives, you know, because some one of these people you know, what people a lot of people don't realize is or don't take into consideration is that a lot of times you do all this on online, and you have to realize that one day you might bump into this person in real life, and you don't have no control over per, how a person reacts to something that you said online. Don't let Instagram get your ass kicked. <laughs> You feel me? But enough about that. Y'all didn't come here for that. Y'all came here for some discipline. And that's exactly what I'm going to give you. So the discipline for today is taken from a great book that I've read. And you guys have probably read or probably have dabbled in it at least a little bit. The 48 Laws of Power. So the discipline of the day is be disciplined enough to know when to not outshine the king. And what I mean by not outshining the king 
is to be wary about drawing too much attention and recognition to yourself because a lot of times the people who are in positions of power and in positions of authority they have a lust or a desire for recognition so they'll take exception to you being the one getting the recognition out instead of them so let me explain a little bit i'm not going to read from the book but just to give you a paraphrase of one of the examples given in the book so there was a guy who was commissioned by a king or emperor or something like that to put together this event for him so the guy goes all out putting this event together and in his head he's thinking i'm gonna make this event pop so hard that everybody's just going to be all in awe of the king and that's going to win me the king's favor right but what happened was what had happened all right so boom <laughs> i always want to say that all right so boom what had happened was when everybody came to the party the party was just so extravagant it was popping it was lit but everybody was giving recognition to the guy who put the party together and telling him about what a great job he did putting this party together it's so extravagant it's beautiful you picked the great foods and da, da 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 and the whole time he's trying to divert the attention from himself back to the king oh yes this was all done in honor of the king all, all this was done in praise of the king he's a great king and da, 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 da. but the people is like nah fuck that you put this shit together this shit is lit and the king took exception to that and I, he had him executed don't remember if he cut his head off or had him hanged or whatever but the point that i'm trying to make is and as corny as it may sound sometimes you have to let that recognition come to you see what i'm saying i'm not telling you to not exert yourself or to not go out there and put your best foot forward or to try to get yours but they have this thing called the chain of command the ladder of success they have this for a reason because they kind of expect you not even kind of they expect you to follow this ladder rung by rung to get to the top you can get to the top but we're gonna need for you to go up rung, rung by rung to the top don't skip any rungs so sometimes you just have to let your greatness let that greatness pour back down to you back when i was in my rattlesnake days and I was doing things, you know, certain things in the neighborhood, I had this thing that I had gotten pretty good at where I convinced people to do things by making them think it was their idea. You know, I plant that seed, I develop that seed, and, you know, make them feel like they're the one that came up with it. And then, boom, they do it, it works. And that person recognizes it at the end of the day. And they be like, man, yeah, I'm glad you, you put me up on that. But the whole time, for whatever reason, they're allowing you to feed them the idea subtly and build it up, you know, as if it, it was their thing. And then they turn around and throw the recognition back to you. Damn, if you hadn't came up with that. We wouldn't have did so-and-so. See what I'm saying? You got to be careful when it comes to outshining the king. I'm not telling you to suppress your greatness. 
I'm just telling you that if you're going to shine bright like a diamond, be wary because there's always pirates out there looking for the booty. Take this information, use it however you will, but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now get out there and get shit done. Thank y'all, each and every last one of y'all that tune in to DeVille DI. Thoughts by DeVille DI, the podcast. Love you. Out of here. Peace.